that's my job. On this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this. Welcome to Fort Weird. I'm Heather. Hi guys, it's Tern. All right. We today are getting a little close to home for Taryn. We are going to be talking about Virginia City and all the fun, weird ghost haunts that go on in that city. Taryn? Virginia City, Nevada. Sorry, Nevada. I should have specified that. I'm just saying there's multiple Virginia cities. Well, there's one famous Virginia City. I know, but if you just say Virginia City, it's like, are you talking about this state or that state? <sighs> all right, Nevada. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. Um, Taryn, what, um, what do you know about Virginia City? Well, Virginia City became a city in Nevada in 19... 19- or, sorry, my mistake, 1859 in Story County. It became a city because of the gold rush this, and more towards the end of the gold rush. And Virginia City is actually one of the reasons why Carson City is the capital of the state. Hmm. Virginia City is also extremely haunted to the point where if you go, you're probably going to encounter something. There's been a whole bunch of deaths and shootings and fires. And the main part of Virginia City was actually rebuilt after a fire, using parts that were able to be saved. Nice. So it's creepy town, especially at night. Yeah. But I love it. <laughs> so you've been there before. Oh, yeah. All the time. Awesome. Because um, where you lived in Nevada, you said was only nine miles south of there? Kind of. So if you were to hike over the hills, it was nine miles away. But if you were to drive there... You'd have to go back into either Carson City or through Reno, and depending on which way you went, it was 20 to 30 minute drive. But technically, hiking nine miles up and over the hill, and you're in Virginia City. Okay. All right. Well, I did a little bit more research on Virginia City. Yeah. So, you were right. It did become a city in 1859. So, that's correct. And uh, actually, this, it was founded during, near the end of the California Gold Rush. Yeah. That's what I meant. I just didn't specify. No, yeah. There was another smaller gold rush that happened in the territory of Utah, which where modern-day Nevada is. Yeah. Someone found some gold. It wasn't very much, but it was enough that people were like, ah, let's go. We're going to go get some gold. Did you know that the reason Nevada is a silver state is because in the majority of the mines in Virginia City is because they found silver? That's right. I was going to get to that. So they didn't actually find any gold there. They found silver. They called that the Comstock Lode. So that's so when you're going to hear a lot about Comstock, which is, it's Virginia City. Yeah. That's where it is. Um, so it was actually a very, very large city. Like you said, it was once the capital of Nevada, but they changed it to Carson City. That's because Carson City was easier to get to because Virginia City is up in the hills. Mm-hmm. Um, so because Carson City was easier to get to, they would train or horse buggy or whatever it was to get all the stuff down. And then they would meet in Carson City, which is why Carson City eventually became the capital when Nevada became a state. 
Now, at the height of all of, of the Silver Rush, is now what it is, there were about 25,000 residents in Virginia City. I can believe it. Nowadays, after, you know, all the stuff that we're going to talk about happened, there's about 855 people who live in Virginia City. Now, the Story County, there's about 4,000. Yeah, well, Story County is huge. Yeah. So, so 855 people live in Virginia City as of this time, right around there. That was from the 2010 census, so there might be more. Yeah, I'd give or take. Yeah. So now, it's if you were to go to Virginia City, they have the main stretch. It's a several-mile-long main stretch with businesses on both sides, and a lot of the businesses were the same structures that were there. So the, you walk through, and the, the floor creaks, and there's bad AC, and it's just... It has that old town feel to it. Yeah. And the, what do you call those? The grave sites. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Like, We're just to get walk, to that. Just to walk through it, it's, it's breathtaking. It's, mm-hmm. go someday. If you guys get a chance, definitely go. Oh, after reading this book, I want to. <laughs> um, do you know how Virginia City got its name? Yeah, some guy who was drunk went outside and says, this is Virginia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, the man's name was James Finney. And they called him, they called, sorry, they called him Old Virginny. <laughs> which is funny because he wasn't even really old. Yeah. So I don't know why they called him that. But well, he, was he old for that time range? Uh, he died when he was 44 years old. Was that old back then? No. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people died younger back then, but because it was they were getting into a lot of hazardous stuff. But if... You know, you didn't. You still lived to be in your 90s. You could. Yeah, well, was he one of the ones that did the crazy stuff? Well, he was drunk a lot. I would consider that crazy. (laughs) So, yeah, in his drunkenness, he broke the bottle and said, this is Virginia. And it just kind of stuck. It was funny. But, yeah, at the age of 44, he died after his horse threw him. Which is our first ghost. He is um, actually seen sometimes walking down the streets of the city. And a his drunken splendor. <laughs> so you'll see a drunken ghost, basically. Because why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> it's, it, drunk, drunk people, drunk ghosts. They're sure. all fun. Yeah. The, the first building we're going to talk about is the International Hotel. I've heard of the International Hotel. Oh, yeah. Okay. There was actually three International Hotels built all in the same spot. The first one was built in 1860. Uh, it was only one story. It was very small. Uh, there were a few additions made throughout the years, which would be the second one because of the additions. Yeah. was eventually three stories tall and had, like, every safety feature in place. Like, it was advertised that this building was completely fireproof. Let me guess. It caught on fire? Oh, yes. <laughs> now, what you had said earlier about that fire just coming in and destroying everything. Yep. Sure did. It was the Great Fire of 1875. Yes, it burnt down like half the city. And of course, the International Hotel was part of that. Well, I mean, if it's the one that caught on fire, even though it's fireproof. Sure. Still caught on fire. It's still caught on fire. But that's funny because, you know, with Titanic. Yeah. It's 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 an unsinkable unsinkable ship. ship. (laughs) And And it sunk. It sinks. (laughs) So just remember, if something is unbreakable, unfair. Or fireproof, unsinkable, it's probably going it, to burn, gonna... break, or catch on fire. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, 
more than a thousand buildings were destroyed in that fire, but that left a great opportunity to build an either even bigger, grander hotel. So this hotel was still called the International Hotel, but it was it spanned the entire city block. It was six stories tall, had about 160 rooms, and it even had an elevator. Impressive. It was very impressive for back in the day. Um, but guess what happened? Did it catch on fire? It caught too? on fire again. It caught on fire in 1914 and destroyed the whole building within hours. Well, most of the building, anyways. There is a room. They call it the mystery room. Was the only room that did not catch on fire. Hmm. That was probably from the original building that was fireproof. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, this room, it was, it's so weird that it was the only one that didn't get burnt. Nothing inside the room looked burnt, scorched, anything. Hmm. It was in perfect condition. The weird thing about this room is that was the site for a whole lot of suicides. Ew. Lots of people committed suicide in that room. So, it's kind of weird. There's this one guy named Jimmy Cummings who stayed in that room, took a large dose of morphine, and, I don't know, kapow. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he died. Like, he was wanted for robbing the mail. Mm. So, it was basically go to jail. Or die. Or kill yourself, and he chose to kill himself. Not, that's not the only place people, you know, got killed or whatever in that hotel, a guy named um, Cy? Cy Brown? His first name is S-I. Hmm. So Cy Brown. Uh, he had an argument with his wife, went to the hotel, went up to the roof, and shot himself with a shotgun. This is the reason why I still don't like hotels to this day. Yeah. Uh, there's another guy named Bill Smith who also lost his life there in the saloon of the hotel. Because they had a bar, of course. What what good hotel does not have a bar? Yeah, exactly. So he, he was shot there by someone else, but he also died. Um, today, where this hotel stood, it's a parking lot. But a lot of people go to this parking lot. It's a really pretty parking lot. There's like a mural on a wall there. Yeah, it's it, in there. Yeah, it's very pretty. But a lot of people have a lot of experiences in the parking lot. Well, it's probably haunted. Well, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I I'm 90% sure that entire city is haunted. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Probably. But uh, so a lot of um, ghost hunters will go there. They get a lot of EVPs. They have strange feelings, you know, cold spots in the Nevada desert. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, the only time you should be getting a cold spot in the Nevada desert is, you know, midnight when it drops 10 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the middle of the day when it's like 100. No, and that's the funny thing also about this whole city. It's like a lot of the stuff happens in the middle of the day, too. So it's not just, you know, ooh, let's go out ghost hunting at night. No, just walking down the street in the middle of the day. Oh, okay, there's a ghost. I, I'm, I know for a fact that if you walk down the street, if you're not, like, just, you're going there, you're checking out all the different shops, you're just enjoying the day in Virginia City. There's so many different types of people that are walking up and down, the, up and down that road. Sometimes they're dressed up and sometimes there's not. There's been a couple of times where I was walking down that road with my friends, family, you know, whatnot. And you see a guy that's dressed up. And you walk past it, and then you turn back to look to see, like, did I really just see that? And they're nowhere to be seen. Oh, one of the many ghosts of Virginia City. Probably. It's so cool. 
Next place we're going to talk about is Silver Terrace Cemetery. Mm, creepy place. As you say, it's huge. It is huge. The reason it's huge is that it's actually 13 different cemeteries. That would explain it. That's the reason why it's so huge. You know how uh, the cities will grow and grow and then they just kind of encompass each other? Yeah. Kind of like how New Haven is here. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a separate city, but... It's within it's the city. Fort it's, Wayne. it's Fort Wayne. <laughs> yeah. That's basically what happened with cemetery. They just kept growing and growing and started to encompass each other. So it's a really huge cemetery with lots and lots of dead people. Now, the funny, there's a funny thing that I read right in the, uh, the entrance of the Silver Terrace Cemetery is a headstone for a Mary Jane Simpson. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane Simpson is not a person. She was a mule. See, that does not surprise me at all. (laughs) She was probably killed in the the Great Fire. Probably. And whoever owned her just loved her so much that they buried her in the cemetery. Well, they have pet cemeteries everywhere. Why not add a mule? Put a mule. Dogs, cats, fish, lizards. Let's just add a mule. Let's put a mule. It's just they spent the money on a headstone for their mule. Well, you know, mules back then are, you know, they were really important. They carried everything out of the mines for them. And losing a mule is, you know, that's a huge hit. Sure. But are you going to do that for the canary in the mine as well? Probably cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, if, if you have a pet, even though it's a working animal, mm-hmm. you get connected to it. I mean, if you, if you have the money and you're connected to your animal and you love your animal, even though you use it to get your job done... You know, the animal passes, you're still going to be sad. Well, that's that's true. Now, the cemetery, unfortunately, you can't just go there and start exploring at night. You're not allowed to go there at night. Technically, you're not allowed to explore at night. No. There have been, there have had lots of problems with vandals. So the police will not let you go in at night. If you want to go in at night, you have to get special permission from them. Yes. They will not give it to you. I know many people have tried and they will not give you that permission. So whoever visits there, I am telling you, don't go there at night. Taryn. I have not done that in years. (laughs) I I did go to the cemetery at night, but what happened is I was visiting with some friends and it was more in the evening and we were walking around and like I said, the cemetery is huge well, nightfall hit, and we were trying to find our way out, like, back to the front. And so we were through the cemetery, and it was nightfall, okay. and we were still in the cemetery. And, like, you guys need to leave. And I'm like, we're off. trying to get out of here. We don't know where it's at. <laughs> and so they end up walking us through the cemetery, and we're eventually able to leave. But I never went there purposely, purposely at night. Okay. I just happened to be there during, you know, sometimes. That, uh, that's fine. I'm sure that happens. But, um, so do you know some of the stories that they have about the cemetery? What kind of things you can see there? Um, I'm sure I do, but why don't you refresh, refresh my memory? Okay. Some people, uh, say that they have seen a glowing headstone at night. You ever heard the glowing headstone story? I did not. Story? Well, no one's really quite sure what or where this particular headstone is at. Some locals say they know where it is, but they're not going to tell people. Because you can't go there at night. (laughs) So. It's like, yeah, we have a glowing headstone. It's, you know, one mile in, two miles to the north. Mm -hmm. Labeled this. And then everybody's going to try to go. And then you're just going to have more issues. So I understand them not actually saying where it's at. Yeah. 
there are some people that say it's nothing more than just a headstone that's made of a special material. It catches the reflection of the moon at night, so it appears to be glowing. So it's very high tech. I, yeah, I don't know. There are certain stones that do reflect well, so it's possible. But yeah, very possible, you know. And there are other people who go in the completely opposite direction and say it's not a headstone glowing at all. This is the ghost of a girl rising out of her grave at night, and she's the thing that's glowing. Hmm. So, who knows? You're never really going to know because well, you can't go there at night, so you can't really figure that out. Uh, there have also been sightings of floating blue lights throughout the cemetery. I don't think it's just the cemetery. Probably like floating blue lights everywhere? Not necessarily everywhere, but if you are there at night, sometimes you'll catch like a, a blue sparkle or a blue hint there, a blue hint there. It's more like you, because you can see the cemetery from the actual town. Like you can mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. So if you're there at night, yeah, you can see like some, I would want to necessarily call them blue lights. So just blue tinges here and there. It's just odd well what these people are describing are blue lights like large blue lights like the shape of humans blue lights i guess i've never seen that so obviously people are probably are saying that they're ghostly figures that are wandering around the cemetery because you know that's where they're buried it's possible so why not um so you have seen that cemetery yes uh, and you've been around the you've seen the cemeteries here yes what's the big difference between cemeteries here in there. I mean, here, the, they're, here they're up kept. So you've got the nice grass and the nice stones and it's mowed and people go visit and you've got the flowers and it's very, you know, modern day updated. Maybe you see like gardens here within yeah. a cemetery. Yeah, it's very like, it's modern. Where yeah. there, it's more of, yes, it's it's up kept, but it's also in the desert so you don't have grass. I mean, you lay out a bouquet of flowers on a, a grave, it's going to die rather quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's more eerie because it doesn't, it feels like it's an old cemetery. And so most of the people who care about those people who had passed are no longer there visiting during the day. So it's just an old, it's that creepy old cemetery, old cemetery feel where the ones here are more, obviously you're going to have that creepy cemetery feeling, but it's more upkeep. Yeah. A now, lot more upkeep here. I saw the pictures of the cemetery. Yeah. And it is... Straight up out of a movie, like, creepy cemetery. Yeah. Um, patches of dead grass everywhere. There are dead trees growing over... There's no upkeep. ...certain headstones. It's just... It, it is. It looks eerie. Like You walk through that during the day and you get creepy feelings all over the place. I think just that. Like, I, there doesn't even need to be a ghost. No. Just that would creep me out. <laughs> just walking through that cemetery. All right. So, we're going to move on to... The 601 Vigilance Committee. Have you ever heard of that? I think so, but it's been a while. Okay. So, back in the day, a lot of people thought the law moved a little bit too slow. So, and this isn't just Virginia City. This happened everywhere. Where random people in the community would set up a vigilante group. They were vigilantes. So, you know what they did? They went after the bad guys and... They took the law into their own hands. They would tell them to get out or you're going to pay, basically. Yeah. And there is documentations of this committee in Virginia City, and they actually did take action a few times. So 
There was a man named Arthur Perkins Heffernor. Heffernor. Um, He was drunk one night, decided to go to the International Hotel Saloon. And, you know, he was your typical drunk guy yelling, insulting people, you know, being belligerent. Bar fights. Bar fights, you know, just picking on people. Well, I told you about Bill Smith, who died in a hotel. Well, Bill Smith was there. And he decided, well, I'm drunk too. I'm going to poke back. Did threw some insults himself at Mr. Arthur Perkins Heffernor. I like his last name. <laughs> well, Heffernor pulled out his pistol and asked Smith where he would like to be shot. And before Smith was able to answer, shot in the face. Oh. Yeah. Right in the face. Ow. Well, since a lot of people saw, the sheriffs did come and collect him, threw him in jail, but the 601 group was like, nah, this isn't going to happen. We're not going to let the law take care of this. He murdered someone in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And, you know, the law is just going to, you know, dick around forever. So they broke into the jail, broke him out, and and this happened in the pre-dawn, so everyone was asleep. Yeah. Before anyone would get up. It was still dark and everyone was asleep. So they got him out and they started walking him up to the Ofer mines. Uh, they pulled a rope around his neck and hung him right there. They left a note on him that basically said that they were the ones responsible for his death. So, but it, no one knew who was in the 601 group. It was basically a secret society of men. So no one knew who was actually responsible. Or women. Or women, sure. But, you know, back in that day, it was probably men. Probably. <laughs> um, there was another man named George Kirk. He was ordered to leave by the 601. Um, he did. He decided to try to pull a fast one on him, though. He left town. He got on his horse and he left town. Then he came back. And he started, again, he was a drunk guy. He started doing his whole drunk belligerent stuff. I don't know exactly the kind of crimes that he would commit, but apparently he committed some crimes. Hey guys. Hi. We're recording an episode. What do you want? Bike. Hurry up. We're still recording. Go. Hurry up. Get out of here. Get all of our crap out so I can edit this later. <coughs> Where did I leave off? Uh, anonymous group? No, it wasn't an anonymous group. Uh, he came back. Alright. Well, the 601 found out that he had come back. So they went out and collected him. Took him out to a gravel pit. Now, it doesn't say that they lynched him or how he was killed, but he, uh, he was killed. But they were nice enough. To um, put the body on ice for three days so his widow could come and collect him. Well, that was nice of them. I mean, sure, they killed the guy, but, you know, at least they had some morals. Maybe. I guess. Ma'am, sorry we killed your husband. He was an ass. So, you know. Here's the body. You can bury him now. Question, was he buried in the cemetery in Virginia City? It did not say. Hmm. I'm guessing no, because the widow lived miles away. So I don't know why he was in Virginia City so much. When Probably because it's a big, at the time, it was a larger town. 
Yeah, I don't know. If you think of all the towns that are around Virginia City, mm-hmm. Virginia City at the time would have been one of the bigger towns that you would go to do things in. That's true. So maybe that's why. Probably. So, yeah, it doesn't say. So I'm guessing no, but who knows. But uh, because of all this, it's believed that the Story County Courthouse is haunted by one or both of these men. I can believe it. Um, Hefner and Smith didn't receive a fair trial, which is why they may reside at the courthouse just waiting for the trial that will never come. So, weird things happen at the courthouse. I don't know if you've ever been to the courthouse or seen it. I've seen it. Okay. Never actually went into it. Hmm. All right. Well, next story is about Julia uh, Bulet. Uh, she was a lady of the night hmm. in the red light district of Virginia City. She was a favorite of the men. The men really enjoyed her company, uh, which is why what happened to her was extremely sad for all of these men. Uh-oh. She was found murdered in her bed on January 20th of 1867. And there was actually a story in the newspaper about, you know, what her had death. happened, about her death. Which is odd, because most people don't care about, you know... The Lady of the Nights. Prostitutes, yeah. So, but, I mean, if she was a favorite, then somebody obviously was mourning her death. Therefore, they thought that it was appropriate to put it in the newspaper. Yes. So, I just, I thought that was interesting that that story was actually in the newspaper. And you can find that newspaper. Um, I saw a picture of the, of the headline and everything. Um... But because she was a whore, she was not allowed to be buried in the cemetery. Oh. People of that nature just weren't allowed to be buried in the cemetery. So no one knows where she's buried. She got lost. No one knows. Um, she was possibly buried on Flowery Hill. What? Okay. So she was possibly buried on Flowery Hill, since there has been a ghostly woman seen there. But apparently she's also been seen living, uh, seen in the building that she once lived. And she's also seen in the building where the undertaker worked. And she's also seen just kind of walking around town. So apparently she just kind of goes everywhere. Much like she did in life. I I could see that. Did she wear a dress or like, did they say what she was killed in? It didn't say, but I did see some pictures. And, but these pictures were in black and white, so I don't know what color dress she wore. Mm, true. So, I mean, you think? Maybe. I don't know why, but when I ever think of, of old tiny whores, I think of them wearing red. Cover up. Marks, bruises, blood. Maybe. I don't know. But there was a man who was accused of killing her, though. Um, his name was John Million. And he was found with a few of her possessions, which is why they thought he did it. But, well, it was enough to convince everyone he did it anyways. Uh, He claimed that he was an unknowing accomplice. How can you be an unknowing accomplice? Basically what he said is these guys were going into this building um, to meet up with someone and they had asked him to watch their horse for them and just to, you know, make sure no one came into the building for them. 
I don't know why. I feel like that's a little sketch, but he was like, okay, sure. Because he seems like a nice, honest man, Hmm. apparently. And as payment for watching the horse, they basically gave them... The stuff. Yeah, her possessions as payment. And he, he said it from beginning to end. Now, this case was taken to the Nevada Supreme Court. And he was still convicted of the murder, even after telling, you know... His, his, side. his side of everything. He was still convicted because, you know, they wanted someone to be the scapegoat, basically. And it was him. That and the fact that you don't have that kind of evidence. Mm. Now, around 5,000 people came to witness his execution. It was a big deal back then. The men were, the men were celebrating. They were like, yes, we caught him. You know, teaches you for killing our favorite woman. And all the women were very, very sad. Because he was a very good-looking man. Oh. And he seemed very sweet. And he seemed very honest. He did. So all the women were very sad. Plus, you know, it's like, she was a whore. Taking our men away. Yeah. Screw her. <laughs> but, so, he, he did. He, he even made a speech right before his execution about how he wasn't guilty and he feels sorry uh, that the poor woman died and his small part in it. And he felt bad. Yeah. But he still said he didn't do it. Um, so he never he never changed his story, like, ever. Uh, he was hung the next year in 1868. Um, and he is actually still sometimes seen walking the streets because uh, he owned a, a restaurant. Everyone said that he was a very, um, uh, he, what do you call it? Mm, like routine. He had a routine every day that he did. Yeah. So basically people are seeing him in his routine, walking to his restaurant. Huh. So you can see him in the streets sometimes. What was his restaurant? I didn't read that part or I didn't put it in my stuff. (laughs) Um, It's probably not there anymore. A lot of stuff has changed. It has changed, but a lot of the buildings are like on that main street. A lot of the buildings that were there way back when, Mm. part of them are still there. Okay. Well, I don't, I don't know. I didn't read that part if, if they put it in, if, I don't know if she put it in the book or not. Um, what was the book you were reading? I was going to get that at the end, but we'll go to it now. Just curious. Well, that's fine. Um, the book is called Haunted Virginia City by Janice Oberding. So, this is where I got most of my information was from this book. Okay. It's a great book. Sounds lots like of, it. Lots of pictures. You have to tell me borrow it. Yeah, well, it's it's on my Kindle, so it's pretty awesome. Um, have you heard of the Six Mile Canyon? Yes, I love Six Mile Canyon. <laughs> well, there's a few stories on Six Mile Canyon. That does not surprise me one bit. I'm going to tell you one of them. Okay. <laughs> All right. There's this man called Jack Davis, and he liked to rob people <laughs> along the Six Mile Canyon uh, along there. Uh, they called him the Gentleman Robber. Yes. Because he was very respectful to women if they happened to be in the stagecoach. He was very respectful to them. So he was very gentlemanly. But uh, so Wells Fargo ran a lot of stagecoaches through there to get their money yeah. to, to the bank and everything. Uh, they were sick and tired of their stuff being robbed like all the time. So they set up a little... A thing. So they had their stagecoach and they put some detectives inside. Basically, you know, bust this guy. Yeah. Well, of course, that didn't go well. 
a gunfight ensued, and Jack Davis ended up getting killed in the gunfight. It is said, though, that he hid some treasure along Six Mile Canyon somewhere. So treasure hunters like to go out there and try to find his hidden treasure. Yeah. Do they not realize how big Six Mile Canyon... Yes, it's six miles, but that's from one city to the next city. Mm -hmm. But it's up a hill, it's downhills, it's very curvy, it's got very sharp turns. Uh, It's in between two hills. Well, so you got the two hills on the side, and then it's going up and down hills within a canyon. And it's, it's very curvy. It's got sharp turns. It's a very fun road to drive on that is very dangerous to drive on. But it's definitely a fun area to go. Well, I would love to go there. Mainly because if, if you do try to go out there to find this guy's treasure, he will not let you. Hmm. If you happen to get close, bad stuff will happen. Because, you know, it's his treasure. Yeah. He's not letting anyone get to he it. He worked hard for that. He did. He robbed a lot of people for that for that treasure so lots of stuff will happen to you there's a lot of commotion if you get too close so be warned treasure hunters that's six mile canyon in virginia city (laughs) Uh, i liked that story just because he was such a gentleman yeah even though we robbed people you can still be nice to the ladies while you're robbing the guys That's true. Not nowadays, guys. You'll get in trouble for it. Yeah, don't do that. (laughs) Uh, Next story, we're going to talk about the Fourth Ward School Museum. Okay. Have you been there? No. I would love to go there. Like, going back, Mm -hmm. because I go home to visit with family all the time, and I love going up to Virginia City. We go, every time I go home to visit, we always go to Virginia City. So you are actually giving me... Not necessarily new places, but more places to go visit. Yes, definitely go there because it's a museum, so you you can go there. Um, it, it has quite a few spooks in it. Um, so it was built in 1876. It was a modern marvel for the time it was built. It had indoor plumbing, um, central heating, and it had 16 classrooms, so it's, it's a good-sized school. Um, it was open for 60 years. The final graduating class had 1,000 students in, in 1936. So after that, though, it stood empty for about 50 years. Nothing happened. It was just there. Probably a lot of vagrants probably went there. Probably. Probably. 50 years. Uh, it was turned into a museum in 1986. So people who go there can sometimes see the apparition of a little girl running down the stairs. But before she gets to the bottom, she disappears. Hmm. Uh, you can you can hear uh, lots of children laughing throughout the building. You know, people had, kids had fun at school. Yeah, lots of kids were laughing. You can hear them. Uh, there's hints of a uh, janitor that is upstairs in one of the unoccupied rooms. The reason they think he's up there is because you can smell a very strong scent of cigar smoke. There's no smoking in there, obviously. You can't smoke in there. So where in the world is the cigar smoke coming from? So they think it was the janitor who... At one time used to smoke while cleaning. Yeah. was smoking in there. So he's upstairs somewhere. Um, The people who work there, uh, again, obviously have tons of fun stories because they're there all the time. Uh, They're the ones who hear the children laughing more often than anyone because, again, they're there when... All the guests aren't there. Yeah. 
So they hear a lot of the stuff. When all the afterlife comes out to play. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a teacher. They call her Suzette. Uh, She can be seen hurrying across the uh, across the courtyard. It looks like she's going to like go break up a fight or something. She always seems like she's in a hurry, like on a mission. Yeah. The reason they call her Suzette is someone actually caught an EVP in the courtyard. Yeah. Of a woman saying Suzette, so they just call her Suzette. Hmm. Um, They do allow ghost hunters there. Yes. So, um, call them up. Say. I'm I'm with a group and I would like to be there for a couple hours at night and they'll let you take in your equipment and I don't know, do some ghost hunting. So that would be fun. So are we, we planning a trip to Nevada? I so want to go. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> oh, the most famous place though. I see stuff about this place all the time is Piper's Opera House. Yes. I believe that's still there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yep, it is still there. Um, it is still standing. It still looks exactly how it did back then. So it is a testament to the times. It was built back in 1878. So obviously, opera houses were the place to be. Yes. That Because they didn't have movie theaters. They didn't have arcades. They didn't have any of these fun places for you to go. So the opera house is where you would go to get your entertainment and get your music if they had awesome speakers they'd be going to piper's opera house yeah which they had a lot of famous people go through there yes and to this day i think a lot of famous people still sometimes stop in yeah they sure do um among the people who go or who sorry who once went there uh uh, president ulysses s grant was there henry ward beecher um and mark twain who was born there yes (laughs) so he was also there he did a they actually have um a store on that main strip that I was talking about dedicated to Mark Twain. Yeah, I could believe that. Now, Mark Twain was actually there doing his um, uh, his stuff at Piper's Opera House during the execution of um, oh that the guy I just talked about, uh, John Millian. He was there, and so he saw that happen, which I thought was kind of cool. It's like oh, the stories are intertwining, history <laughs> in the making. Yeah. Um, but this place, I hear that there are theaters all over are haunted, but there's always been like a lot of emotion in theater. So I feel that's probably why a lot of spirits and ghosts end up at the theater. If that was your happy place, you pass. Now you're sad. You're confused. You don't know what's going on, especially if it was a quick death or an unexpected death. Mm Mm-hmm. So you go to the place that makes you most happy, and if you died in an area where you didn't necessarily live, then you it would seem like you'd go to the next place that once had brought you joy. Yeah, yeah. There, there is so much activity that happens here. Um, you again, you are allowed to do ghost hunting, but you have to get permission uh, to do it. Um, one person that they believe is still there is the man who owned and built the place, John Piper. The reason they think he's there is. Not only can you smell cigar smoke, you can see it. Oh. Which, again, you were, there was no smoking allowed in there. Not anymore. No. So, again, where's the smoke coming from? So they think it's John Piper because he was hardly ever seen without a cigar in his mouth. He was always smoking. And so that's why they think it's probably him. And he's everywhere in there. He goes everywhere. Um, you can see a lot of people out in the audience. 
ghostly images. Like, there was one time they were doing a ghost hunt. They looked up into one of the boxes, and they saw a woman up there. And she had, you know, walked out of the box, and it was like, aren't we the only ones in here? You're supposed to be. Yeah. (laughs) So, that was, you know, it was kind of kind of weird ghostly apparition out in the audience uh, but most of the activity is seen on stage there's a lot of great evps again most of the the phenomena happens while you're on the stage although i can't help but love this next ghost at piper's opera house he resides in the dressing rooms and the reason you know he's in the dressing rooms is he likes to pinch some butts <laughs> There is a woman who is in the dressing room uh, who, you know, was getting ready and, and, and doing stuff back there. And she felt a little pinch on her butt. <laughs> she didn't like, you know, she wasn't like offended or anything. It was just like, ah, get yours, I guess, in the afterlife. <laughs> it's like, there's not much you can do about a ghost pinching your butt. I no, mean, you really, like, you can't slap them. So I I love that. Butt pinching ghosts. Butt pinching ghosts. Uh. All right. So every every city has a visitor center. Yes. Virginia City also has a visitor center. Yes, they do. Have you been inside of it? I have multiple times. It's haunted. Yes. Well, one of the things the visitor center does allow is they have um, ghost tours Mm. that you can go through on during the day, and some of them are at night. And they will actually take you into part of the mines that are still oh, there. Oh, awesome. And they will take you into some of the haunted hotels and some of the haunted saloons. Sometimes it's still during the day. Sometimes it's at night, depending on which one you're able to get to and which one is available at that time. Sometimes you don't experience anything. Sometimes you might... I mean, you don't have the equipment. You don't necessarily know what you're looking for. You're just going on these tours. And I've been on one. I was 16 when I went. We were in a mine. And it was... The, the guy that was giving the tour, myself, my best friend, and I think like three other people are with us. My best friend and I were at the end of the line. And you just like, it's cold because you're underground. And then all of a sudden it just got colder. Ooh. And you felt this cold like section just kind of go past you. And it took a couple, like a couple Ooh. seconds just kind of go past you. And then all of a sudden it went back to the original temperature that it was. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't get to any of the actual mine stories. Yeah, there's a lot of mine stories. And like I said, there's some, a lot of the mines are closed down. But part of the, there's a couple of the mines that are still, like part of it's open. Not a lot of it, just a section of it that you can actually go on tours to. And some of the opening of the mines are actually underneath the, uh, some of the buildings that are there. Oh, that's cool. I did read that there was uh, around two to three hundred deaths just in the mines themselves. Oh, yes. Which, obviously, I would think, well, those are probably going to be super haunted. Yes. I can only imagine. I just, I didn't get to any of the mining stories because all the other stories were like, oh, I can go there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, do you know the story of the ghost at the visitor center? I don't know the, I, I don't know the story. I know that it is haunted, but I don't know the actual story. Well, the building used to be a saloon. And so, this was probably this person's favorite saloon. Where, like you had said, this was probably their happy place where they like to go. Yeah. Uh, so they think it's a woman. I don't know why they think it's a woman, but they think it's a woman. Um, once again, you can smell cigar smoke sometimes. So a woman smoking cigars. She was, you know. 
classy. Yeah, classy. <laughs> um, you can uh, feel cold spots while you're in there. Uh, the people who work there see the lights flickering a lot. Of course, that could just be faulty wiring, but, you know, who knows? Um, but this ghost really loves to rearrange their papers. <laughs> she likes to, she likes to be tricky about that. I don't know if she's necessarily re- like trying to be tricky because she's rearranging her. Maybe she's trying to help organize and she just doesn't get it right. True. She could be trying to be helpful. Yeah. Who knows? She, she can get mean though. She, um, there are certain times in the day where you don't go to their back room. Like the workers know not to go to the back room because she has her times where she's in the back room and she does not want other people in there. There's a story of a woman who worked there who went into the back room to get a couple of things and um, the lights went out. She heard a loud noise, like something being knocked over and she heard something right next to her that said, get out. Creepy. So of course she got out. <laughs> like, I okay, fine. So don't go into the back room when she's in there. Or do. But as as long as you don't go into the back room while she's there, she's fine. She's perfectly pleasant. Again, tries to be helpful with their papers. (laughs) You know. So other than that, you know, she's she's harmless. So. Just don't mess with her during her me time. Yeah, exactly. She needs her alone time. Well, Taryn, you're going to love these next stories. Because they're about animals. Oh. I know. You love animals. I do love animals. Well, you know, we all have animals. You have dogs. I have a cat and a dog. Um, how do you feel about ghost animals? I think that they exist. And I think that I'm very big believer in... Have you heard about the Rainbow Bridge, right? Yes. So the Rainbow Bridge is the bridge that the animals pass away. Or when they pass, that's what they go over. Most of the time what they say is when your animal passes, it stays with you. Normally two to three days to make sure this, so they can make sure that you're doing at least okay before they pass. And normally there's some kind of sign or feeling that they've gone over the rainbow bridge. But sometimes the animals don't go because they want to be with you. And I've actually had a couple of those experiences. I had a dog. um, She had passed. I'd only had her for two years. She, when she was born, her, they were, there was eight puppies. Only three of them lived. She ended up getting gangrene in her paws from a wound that she got when she was itty bitty. She was actually one of the dogs that would talk. Like, I'd come Aww. home from school and she would go, Mama, whenever she saw me. She's such a sweet dog. Well, she ended up getting pregnant when she was two. Well, the babies were too big to come out. And so the puppies ended up dying and she ended up having septic shock and she ended up passing as well. So her and her eight puppies had passed. So we had buried her on our property and... For the longest time, I always... Because there was just one spot in my bed that she always slept on. And so, for the longest time, I always felt, like, that pressure from her in that spot. And last time I actually went home, I was running around the front yard because my brother lives in the house that my parents lived in when I was younger. So, I, you know, obviously still go home, like, to the home I grew up in when I go home to visit. And I was outside in the front yard where she used to run around with me. And my son was running around in the front yard and he kept like bending over to like talk to this animal, but there's no animals in the yard because my brother's dogs were in the backyard. And I just had to like, hmm, is, is that my old dog? Mm-hmm. Is she still there waiting for me to come play with her? I don't know. Well, it could be. But. Well, we talked about that before, you know, kids can see things that we can't. I'm telling you, he was, I mean, he was only one and a half to, well, one and a half the first time and then. 
two, little over two the second time, and both times he was in that front yard. He was interacting with something that no one else could see. Hmm. So part of me thinks it was my old pet. But yes, I do think that there are ghost animals, and I wish that all of them would go over the Rainbow Bridge, but not everybody's ready to pass. That's probably what happened with this cat, then. There is this cat whom you can see walking around Virginia City. And it looks like uh, my cat, Kylo. It's an orange tabby cat. Yeah. Um, So people will see this cat. So, you know, picture you're walking around Virginia City and you see a cat. Yeah. You know, just walking along the road. Well, in the path of this cat, though, there's a person who is maybe on their phone or something. They're talking to someone. They don't see the cat. And they end up walking through the cat. And there have been people who have seen the cats, again, walking along. They're, you know, watching the cat walk. And then it just disappears before their eyes. So... There's a ghost cat in Virginia City. In Virginia City, so along with the donkey. <laughs> there is a there is. I have a story about a dog. Dog or donkey? Dog. Okay. So there's another. It's this is actually a person's home, so you can't go there. So and I don't even know where the person's home is, but there's here's the story. Uh, so there's a woman who has had a hard time of it. Her um, her and her husband owned a small fox terrier and the dog absolutely loved the the reason i was um partial to this is the breed that i have are smooth fox terriers and i've had them for over 17 years and smooth fox terriers are absolutely amazing so the fact that this story has to do with a ghost of a smooth fox terrier it definitely hits home yes so this dog absolutely loved her husband this was her husband's dog Wherever he went, the dog went. That's a terrier for you. So Smooth Fox Terriers, they are family dogs. They love the family, but they have their person. Yeah. So it's they'll love everybody in the house. Whoever's there, they love them. But they have their one person that they are glued to. And that was her husband for this family. Well, unfortunately, her husband ended up, he died. So he left her a widow. Um, but on the day of his funeral... The dog got out, ran across the street, got hit by a car. Oh. Died. Well, years go by. She struck up a friendship with one of her neighbors. She would, you know, go out. They weren't, like, super-duper good friends. Like, they didn't go into each other's houses. But they would stand outside and talk to each other. Yeah. Well, one day, her neighbor was like, well, I'm sure glad uh, that dog I saw out here didn't ruin your garden. So she was like, well, she walked around the place and... There were no holes, nothing was missing or, or, you know, torn apart. So it's like, okay, well, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and, but she, the, her neighbor would keep telling her that she sees this dog in her backyard all the time. But, and there's a man there as well. So, but she's not too worried because nothing's ever missing. Nothing's ever, you know. Moved. M- moved or, yeah, nothing's ever ruined. So she's not too worried about it. Well, one day her neighbor accidentally gets locked out of her house. And comes over to use the phone so she can call her husband to come back home and let her in the house. Yeah. While she's in, in the home using the telephone, she gets off the phone and sees a picture on the wall. She goes, that's that man and the dog that I saw. And she's like, no, that can't be because that's my husband and my oh, dog. Just goosebumps. They've been dead for five years. The neighbor was just like, no, that is them. Me feel right. I just got goosebumps. 
That's a great story. So there, there is a ghost dog. And I'm assuming they, they come to her house just to check up on her sometimes. Or it could be that maybe he's, you know, stuck there, right? So if it's her <laughs> husband, it's very possible. So the dog passes, meets up with the husband, who who is his person. Well, the guy's not ready to pass because his wife hasn't left yet. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're both patiently waiting for her to come join them. That could be. But how oh, I got this one. I know. <laughs> it's, it's a good story. Uh, all right, I'm going to uh, talk about another hotel. Okay. Called the Gold Hill Hotel. Heard of that one? I have heard of that one. It was built in 1861, right when the Silver Rush just started. It was yeah. right underway. It was built. It was originally called the um, the Risen House. That's what it was first known as. Then it was bought out, and it was named the Versi House until it was eventually bought out again and called the Gold Hill Hotel. Yeah. Um, it is the oldest continually operating hotel in the whole state of Nevada. Is this the one that has the ghost of the screaming lady in the lobby? Um, yeah, probably. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Uh, so this hotel is actually haunted by several ghosts. Um, there is a cowboy ghost that was actually captured in a picture. Huh. Uh, so the, the guy who took the picture, he, he's not a ghost hunter. He doesn't, he actually is a, he, a wedding photographer. Yeah. So he was going to get this nice picture of the sun setting through uh, the doorway. Yeah. Uh, just so happens, after he got the picture developed, he saw a cowboy man standing in the door the door frame. So it's like, well, this ruined the picture, but hey, that's a freaking ghost. That's, <laughs> that's really cool. cool. Um, the, the picture had been passed around to lots of different people, and, and they're saying if this picture was doctored in any way is the best doctored picture ever. That's crazy. Because, so, if there's any evidence of ghosts, I'd say this picture is a pretty good one. Yeah. Kind of, from the way you're describing it, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, the most famous ghosts are Rosie and William. Uh, William is the spirit of an old ho- owner of the hotel. No one really knows who Rosie is. Um, but there's many stories about who she could be. I'm not really going to get into those because it really doesn't matter. Yeah. She's there. She likes to have fun. Um, William is noticed by, again, the strong scent of cigar smoke. Lots of people like to smoke cigars in Virginia City. They have several really nice cigar shops there, too. Oh, well, there. There we go. But So he's, you know, he smokes there regularly. Uh, but Rosie smells very strongly of perfume. So if you're in a room and all of a sudden you get this big whiff of perfume, Rosie's probably there. Um, William will usually show himself to the hotel staff, basically doing what he did in life, looking over what they're doing, you know, running the hotel. Well, he probably still is in his mind. Probably. So that's what, so that's why the staff mostly see him. Rosie likes to show up to the guests because she likes to freak people out. (laughs) Um, she was a redheaded lady. All right. So... You're sitting in the Gold Hill Hotel, and say you look over and you notice this redhead woman who smiles at you, and you smile back, you know, being friendly. Yeah. And then she disappears. That freaked me out a little bit. She likes to do that to the guests. (laughs) There's several different um, people who have, have, you know, seen that, so it's like, there's a woman right there. She just disappeared. 
Like, I would love to be a ghost and just do that to people. Just to freak them out. I'm sure that's why she does it. Probably. Just to freak them out. <laughs> so that She's was- probably one of those ones like, how when I die, I'm going to haunt a place and just mess with people. Right. That's totally what I would do. <laughs> Um, the, this next hotel is probably the one you were talking about with the screaming woman in the lobby. It's actually known as the Silver Queen Hotel. Yes, that is the one. I forgot yes. the name of it, but there, you go in there at certain times and you can actually hear a screaming, screaming woman in, yes. the, in the lobby. It's yeah. kind of creepy. Um, the show Ghost Adventures actually went to the Silver Queen Hotel. Um, so there's an episode on that. I haven't watched it yet, but I might. Yeah, I, I will. <laughs> Um, so the, this hotel, again, has lots of ghosts. I'll tell you the story of the Silver Queen Hotel. Uh, there was a couple who owned the place, Jerry and Carol Eaton. Jerry's the wife, Carol's the husband. Okay. Because that was going to confuse me. <laughs> um, so they owned the hotel. Their marriage was not a happy one. Uh, lots of arguing. Uh, Carol, the husband, ended up cheating on Jerry with a local bank teller. Uh, Jerry found out, very heartbroken, uh, she committed suicide. She shot herself with a shotgun. Well, very, like, a few months after she shot herself, Carol married the bank teller. That's just messed up. Right? And not only did he marry the woman he cheated on his wife with, they basically tried to erase her. From memory. Yeah. Like, there were pictures of Jerry all over the place. They took him down and replaced those pictures with the bank teller woman. So, they did. They basically tried to erase her from ever owning the place. Yeah. Which I'm like, first of all, you already cheated on the woman. Then you're going to... Erase her from memory. Yeah, that's terrible. What kind of an awful person is this? But she is not going to let that happen. Obviously. You can hear her sometimes screaming in the lobby because she wants people to know she's there. Yeah. She is here. She wants people to remember her. Um, so, so she's there still. Uh, there's another former owner who is seen there. His name is Tiny. Tiny was a diabetic in life. I don't know how he died, but he, he died in the hotel. And um, there was one day a couple was, who was staying in the hotel uh, came down to the front desk and, you know, pleasantries, conversation. They wanted to let the front desk know that the man that's working upstairs was very nice and very friendly. He offered them some cookies because yeah. he was carrying a tin of cookies. And the guy at the desk was very confused because, like, there's no one working upstairs. Yeah. Like, I'm here. This is it. And then they were like, no, there's a guy working upstairs. And they described him. And the guy behind the counter was like, oh, I know who you're talking about. That's tiny. He's dead. He's a ghost. Uh, so the reason he's seen with a tin of cookies is because, well, since he was diabetic in life, now he can eat his cookies. <laughs> it's all about the cookies. No, now he gets to enjoy his cookies. Well, it's nice enough that, you know, he finally gets to enjoy his cookies and mm-hmm. he's nice enough to try to share his cookies. Exactly. So he's still a very pleasant man. So he can still be seen sometimes with his tin of cookies. I wouldn't take ghost cookies, but. That might taste good. They might. I don't know. Might just like disappear in your mouth. <laughs> Hey, no calories. <laughs> I'll take some of those cookies then. <laughs> Calorie-free <laughs> cookies. <laughs> oh, I would totally take those cookies. All right. They might be good. Um, another um, story is there was a person 
actually a person, sorry, it's the person who wrote the book, um, Jane Oberling. She stayed in room 11. And throughout the night she was in room 11, then the next room over, she could hear this couple arguing. And it got ugly. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you've ever heard people arguing like that. Like, totally, the man is totally berating her. She ended up crying. She heard bangs, like, up against the walls. And uh, she couldn't do anything about it because this was before cell phones. And this building was so old, they didn't have phones in the room. Yeah. So there's nothing she could really do about it. Uh, so she sat up and listened to this argument. Um, eventually the arguing died down. It sounded like they made up and she went back to sleep. Hmm. Well, the next morning she went down to complain to the person at reception about it. And the lady behind the desk was like, there's no one staying in that room. She's like, I know what it is. Those couples had, that couple has been arguing for over a hundred years. Oh, damn. <laughs> so go staying in the next room of room 11. So if you want a haunted room, stay in room 12 or 13. Well, actually, unfortunately, you can't stay there anymore. Uh, it's no longer an operating hotel. Oh, darn. No, but you can still go inside, um, but it's not a hotel, so you can't stay there. Um, it's I think it's open mainly for, like, the ghost tour. Okay. And there's this really awesome painting. Uh, not painting. Well, it's a painting. Um, it's just giant mural. The reason it's called the Silver Queen Hotel is this giant mural of a woman who was Jerry, by the way. Um and there's silver dollars that make up her dress. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So it's it's a really cool place if you want to go there. The picture, I saw the picture of it. It's it's a beautiful, beautiful picture. And it's humongous. But, um... Alright, so room 11 is also said to be haunted by a young woman who was a prostitute. Um, she got pregnant. And... Um, young and alone you have no a support system you can't have a baby so she thought the only way out was to kill herself that's sad so she killed herself um in that room so there are several people who had stayed in that room uh stated that they woke up in the middle of the night to find a young woman staring at them in bed that's just creepy but it wasn't like you know meanly staring she was staring at them she looked very sad i think she was just very she said she um there's a a psychic who went in there and she apparently had a conversation with his ghost and said that she regretted committing uh, committing suicide and um that's probably why she stares at the living people sadly like why did i do that it's like i could be them yeah exactly so well, that is very sad and suicide is never the answer no no never and these stories have a lot of suicide in them I know it happened a long time ago, but... Suicide's still never the answer. It never. It isn't. I mean, when you, when you commit suicide, it, yes, you no longer feel the pain, but you now give that pain that you are feeling to everybody who is ever connected to you. Yes. And this poor woman even has... She's a ghost. She's trapped there, and she's she wishes she didn't do it. That, it's like, okay, so if you commit suicide now, you're no longer with us. Yeah. Now, because you had a traumatic death, you're probably stuck there. And now you have to rethink over and over and over again of what you did to yourself. Yeah. Well, it's, it's terrible. It would be a it horrible afterlife. It, it would be. Um, there is another owner of the hotel that can be seen on occasion. Her name was Florence Bellew Edwards. Uh, she was a shortened scout woman. Um, and this matches the description. A, a few people have, have seen her. Um, 
kind of out on the, uh, on the, the like a court. It's like a courtyard, but it's not a courtyard. It's like a small little. I don't know. Alcove? Yeah, something like that. So they can see her out there. Um, the ghost, that's uh, the hotel also holds a ghost of a teenage girl and a little boy. Hmm. I didn't get too many stories about them, but apparently people have seen I them. mean, you could spend hours. I mean, you spent, what, 20 hours doing research on uh, this? Probably. I mean, just about all the different ghosts and all the different haunted stories of Virginia City, you could spend weeks on it. Oh, yeah. Which is probably why I'm not all familiar on it, because my only experiences with Virginia City is going there as a kid, from the age of what, four or five till now. I mean, yeah. I went last year. Actually, I went at the beginning of this year. So, oh, yeah. Well, like I said, I go every year. I go home to visit. So, yeah. so next time, definitely gonna have to go to a few of these places. Yeah, oh, I'm gonna no. take some pictures for you. Yeah. Um, there is a ghost there that apparently does not like the darkness. There is a, there was a man and a woman staying in the hotel and uh, they tried to turn off the light to go to bed and the light wouldn't shut off by using the switch. Hmm. So the husband's like, it might be the wiring, something's wrong and it won't go out. So he gets the idea to unscrew the light bulb. Yeah. yeah. So he unscrewed the light bulb. Um, they get in bed, fall asleep. Well, all of a sudden they get woken up because the light's been turned back on. Like the bulb was put back in place? Mm-hmm. So he unscrewed the bulbs several more times. Every time it came back on. Huh. So needless to say, it didn't stay for very much longer. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I'm not going to get any sleep. <laughs> I just don't, like, I don't know. I don't personally don't like sleeping in rooms with haunted, where, where ghosts are. It's just kind of creepy. I don't know. I think most ghosts aren't going to hurt you or anything. They've got some weird quirks, but. Yeah, but the whole staring at you thing, it just, it's well, just that, creepy. That's a little creepy. But he's just sad. We're turning off lights for you. It's midnight, but hey, let's have some lights He on. doesn't like the darkness. It's scary. Yeah, it's scary in the dark. Scary things happen. <laughs> um, exactly. So there's also reports of a baby crying somewhere. Um, I'm almost wondering if this maybe was the baby from the prostitute who killed herself. Well, did it say how far along she was? It did not. Just said that she got pregnant. So, who knows? But there is reports of a baby crying. Um, every time you try to find out where the crying is coming from, you're like, oh, okay, it's coming from in this room. You get in the room, the crying is in somewhere else completely of the hotel. Hmm. So, ghostly baby crying. You can never find out where it's coming from. So, yeah, that's... Poor baby. Yeah, poor baby. So it's really unfortunate that the hotel's no longer renting out rooms because I think it could be a pretty fun time. Yeah. Well, they probably got tired of all the complaints of the haunted rooms. Yeah, but I guess if you advertise it as a haunted hotel, there's a certain group of people who would, like, totally would want to be there. Yeah. yeah. Want to do that. But, again, I guess it could be a hassle. I could understand that. So there are many, 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 many other stories of Virginia City that I did not get to. But like I said earlier, if you want to learn more, go get this book, The Haunted Virginia City by Janice Oberding. Um, I got pretty much most of the stories I told you from this book, almost all the stories I got from this book. It's very interesting. It's filled with pictures. So just to see the pictures itself is pretty awesome. Um, she's written several books on Nevada's history. And a lot of other subjects. She lives in Nevada, so. 
Um, but it's a it's a really good book, so you should check that out. And if you ever get a chance to go go to Virginia City, I can almost guarantee that you'll have at least one, probably one experience, especially okay. if you're more open to it. Oh, definitely. Most people probably have experiences that they don't even realize it because you know there are people who dress up and walk around town. So sometimes it's like, is it a dressed up person or is it... Is it a ghost? A ghost. I know. And like I said, the few times like I saw somebody, I'm like, oh, that's a cute dress. And you look back to see them and they're not there. Yeah. So. There's a lot of, like, you may have an experience. You may not. There are people, I think, that are experienced more than other people just because I don't know what it is. I mean, I've experienced things, but I haven't experienced too much as an adult. And I'm, I'm wondering if maybe... You're just not as open to it. Maybe. I don't, but I want, I like, I want things to happen. Yeah. Come, please do stuff. Like, I want to see the stuff, but I don't know. It just doesn't happen much as an adult as it did as a kid. So some people are going to experience more than others. I hope if you go to Virginia City, I really hope you experience something because I will go sometime in the future and I really hope something's going to happen. Can I stay with you, Taryn, if I go? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? We'll check in with my brother and see if we can stay at my parents' old house, too. Oh, so, yes. Yes, let's do that. Hopefully something will happen to us there. <laughs> All right. Well, that was everything I had on Virginia City. And there's so much more to learn. So much more. It's it's fantastic. So definitely, if you're in the area, go. I'd tell us some some fun things if you... Uh, if you experience something. Or if you've been there and you've had an experience, just let us know. We definitely want to hear your side. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm going to get the website up and running here soon. It's going to be uh, fortweirdpodcast.com. So get onto there. We're gonna. I'm going to have contact information where you can get a hold of us. going to have a Facebook page. It's going to be on there. Oh, I, just so haven't, I haven't done it yet, but it's going to be on there. So... Yeah, come, come. You should uh, put up a link for that book as well so mm-hmm. people can check it out. Yep, I'll do that. I'll do that. And I might put up some show notes as well. Um, so, yeah, that's it. Thanks well, for uh, tuning in. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. The existence of this.